I said that I'm excited for, to share with you guys where God is leading us in this next year. And uh, so I'm excited to share with you a, uh, a goal that um, I, God has put on, uh, on my heart for us to walk into this next year. Um, and uh, truthfully, this, this goal is really big. It's really scary. Um, it's really uncomfortable. And, uh, and I'm excited for it. Um, and I think that God, uh, when God leads us into the uncomfortable, that's where we grow the most. That's where we're challenged the most. And, uh, and so I'm excited to see what God's going to do. Um, you know, it started uh, back like, I don't know, September, October, November, what, just a few months of just praying for you guys, um, praying for uh, just high school ministry, praying for North Point Church, um, praying for our leaders, just praying through those things and hearing from God what he wants us to do in this next year. Um, and, uh, and man, I just, I felt like God was calling us to take this big step. Because I feel like there's a lot of us in here, um, a lot of us and a lot of people that, where we just get stuck. We get stuck just sitting and watching, right? We just get stuck just, just sitting back and, and consuming church instead of being a part of God's family. Um, and, and so w- this goal was, this praying through this goal or this, this thing, is, it was all because, man, I, I would love for us to grow in this passion and desire for Jesus and to grow in burning for, for, in passion for Jesus and to, see, to, to know him more and for people to know him more. And so that's where uh, this came from. It, again, it was just months of praying through this. And, and finally, it just came through talking with people and uh, talking to uh, some of our, uh, Emma and AJ, and just some of other people uh, through this and, and praying through, man, why is God leading us? And finally got to this point where, uh, man, I was excited just to say that God is leading us to say that we're going to see this many people come to know Jesus, that we're going to see this many high school students make a decision to follow Jesus in 2020. And then I got through praying through, like, what's the number? What, God, where do you want us? Do we even need to set a number? Like, what is that? And so it was just this wrestling with God and figuring this out. And, and it was difficult. And it was hard. And it was, it was fun to figure out, man, where God is working. And it was crazy. And it was cool. And, and, and I just kept hearing this number from people and from reading in the Bible, reading stories in the Bible. Um, and this number 300 just kept coming up. This number 300 kept coming up. And so this is our goal for 2020. You're, you're gonna see it, you see it on your outline. Our goal for 2020 is to see 300 high school students, 300 high school students make a decision to follow Jesus in 2020. 300 high school students. Guys, that's, that's a lot. Can we just agree that that's a lot? Yeah, like can, that's, that's a lot of people. I mean, there's probably, I don't know, maybe like, I can't even estimate that well, but 70 of us, 75, 80 maybe, like of us in here, right? Could you imagine like 300 more people in here? That's a lot. That's a lot of people. Man, but I believe that God has called us to walk into this. It seems like it's impossible, but that's why I believe that God is calling us to trust him in this season, in this year. And I believe that he's challenging us to go and to do do this right? And guys, here's, here's the thing that I want you to know. Yes, we say, yes I'm saying the number 300. We're, we're saying the number 300. You've, you see the sign up there, and we'll talk about that in a minute. And, and we're going to talk about the number 300 often, but this really isn't about numbers. This isn't about, like, this isn't about, like, our group growing bigger, becoming more popular. I mean, yes, those are great things, and that will happen if, if this does happen, but, but this is about people, this is about people knowing Jesus. 
Man, this isn't so that we can grow in popularity so people can know me. This isn't so people can know the leaders. This isn't so that this place could be the, like this youth group could be the biggest youth group in Fresno. Like none of that really matters. What matters is the kingdom of God being advanced in schools and in lives of people that you see every single day. There are people that are hurting and broken that you know and that you see every day. And so what this is about is about people getting to know personally their creator and their savior. This is about God's kingdom impact in the life of students. And so 300 seems like a crazy number, but can we just stop for a second? How many go to Central? How many Central students we got in here? Yes, Central represent. I like it. You guys don't even give me like a woo, like cheer thing. There you go. Thanks. Uh, okay, so wait, raise your hand, Central, again. So we got a major- uh, majority, I guess, of Central. We got a lot of stu- Central students. Central, okay, keep your hands up for a second. Central, did you know that there are uh, just at Central East alone, okay, you can put your hands down. I just wanted to see how long you could do it, but I won't do that to you. Uh, did you know that Central East alone, there are 4,201 students that go to Central East alone? Just Central East. And, and if we count West, there's another 1,640 students. West is best, right? <laughs> Guys, here's the thing. Let's just, that's just Central. There's other schools represented in here. But that's about 5,000 students. That's about 5,000 high school students. Just in one school. And, and how many of those students, just in that one school, are walking without Jesus? How many of those students are, are hurting and broken and need to hear the gospel? And need to hear that Jesus loves them? Man, I, I guarantee there's 300 at least just in Central alone. But then we've got, how many go to Bullard? Some of you go to Bullard, right? We got Bullard in here. Come on, Bullard, represent. Seriously. Okay. So we got Bullard, right? How many you go to, we got a few Minaret students in here, yeah? Just like two. <laughs> nice. Minarets. There's like 200 students that go to Minarets, but there's a good 200. So, right, Taylor and Jonah? We got two of them. Uh, Aubrey, where are you at? Oh, I didn't even see you tonight. Um, all right, so we got three out of the 200. Uh, so we got, we got Minarets. How many go to Clovis schools? We got Clovis schools. There's too many of them for me to name all over, the, but they're all over the place, right? Clovis schools. We've got charter schools and home schools. Guys, here's, here's my point. Listen, here's my point. Here's my point. And there are plenty of students, plenty of people who don't know Jesus. Plenty of people that you come in contact with some of the people that you walk with, that you do life with, that you see every single day, that, that are hurting and that are broken, that need to know Jesus. And need to know that Jesus loves them and cares about them. And so when, when we start thinking about that, man, 300 doesn't really seem like that big of a number. It is. It's scary and it's, it's crazy. And you probably think I'm crazy for saying that. A little bit. Man, but God, this is what God is leading us into, man, to go and to tell these people in our community about Jesus. Tell them why we choose to follow Jesus. That is what it's about. It's about people, not numbers. And so here, here, here's the thing. Just We're going to see, just real quick, I'm just going to share with you just a couple of the different things that we're going to do in order to accomplish this goal. Every week, uh, you're going to hear, every week, I'm going to, you know, me or whoever's speaking, we're going to share the gospel every single week. Okay, we're, we're going to do uh, messages, like next week we're going to start the book of Exodus, which is going to be great, right? But, but then at the end of every message, I'm just going to share the gospel and give everybody in the room a chance to respond to the gospel. 
We'll do that tonight. We'll do that every single week. Okay? And so every week we'll give everybody a chance to respond to the gospel. And they'll write on a decision card their, their, their names and their decision, the decision that they're making. And then see this 300 thing up here? This seems pretty sweet. Like, can we just look at it first? You guys think it's pretty cool? Yeah, it looks cool. Thanks, Abby. That really, yeah, it's so cool. I know you're being sarcastic, but I think it's so cool. <laughs> well, it looks cool. The point of the 300 thing is, here's the deal. This is a, it's a visual representation of what we want to see people, Jesus do. And so every week when someone chooses to follow Jesus, when someone makes that decision, you're going to get a card and you're going to stick it up on that 300 so that we can see and we can celebrate together that you've done that. Because the Bible says that the heaven breaks out in a party when that happens. And so we just want to party. We want to celebrate together. I mean, you guys like the party, right? Yeah. So we're going to party together. All right? And so we're going to celebrate. We're going to celebrate that together. The next thing that we're going to do is uh, at the end of every month, the end of every month, uh, we're going to have the last Wednesday of every month. We're going to call Celebration Wednesday. And we're just going to celebrate what God's done in the last month. We're going we're to celebrate the things God's done. We're just going to party. Because who doesn't like to party, right? Right? Right. And so we're just going to celebrate what God's done. And, and we're gonna, I would love to have one or two of you guys share your testimony. Share why you've chosen to follow Jesus. And at the end of the, that, we're going to offer for you, if you want to uh, be baptized, um, that we're going to offer that at the last Wednesday of every month. We're going to go out, and, and everybody's going to stand up. We're all going to travel out to the baptism pool. It'll be heated. It's lit. Don't worry. It's not freezing. We're all going to surround the baptism pool, and we're just, going to, we're just going to celebrate and cheer for people declaring that they are choosing to follow Jesus. And so that's, that's what we're going to do the last Wednesday of every month. All right? Sound good? Because we want to celebrate together as God's family and as people who are choosing to take these steps. All right? So those are the things that we're doing uh, during service to accomplish that. If I miss anything, we'll get back to it later. Sorry, my throat is killing me. But that's what we're doing during services. But, but the thing is, how, how do we accomplish this, right? That's the question. What do we do? Because, the, guys, the, what I want this to be, I don't want this to just be my goal. This isn't just my goal or our leader's goal. This is our Goal. Our goal as a ministry, as, as high school students, as, as leaders, as people who want to see students know Jesus. My hope is that you would buy into this. That you would choose to walk out of here and go tell people and go invite people to see Jesus. And so how do we do that? Well, I just want, I want to spend a few minutes really quickly. We're going to light some matches because it's fun. And I want to spend just a few minutes talking through the house rules. You guys remember the house rules? Yeah? Because these are the things that, that are going to drive us forward in accomplishing this. These are the things that they're going to drive us forward in telling people and showing people who Jesus is. This is really what we're about. And if we live these things out, if we, if we trust God's plan in this, man, I'm really convinced. I'm really convinced that we're going to see 300 students know Jesus in 2020. All right? And so as we talk about each one, I'm going to uh, show you... I want to talk to you about what passion can do in our hearts. That as we begin to cultivate this passion and this desire for Jesus and and to see him and to see other people know him, what that can do in our hearts, in our lives, and in the lives of others around us. And so I want us to, I'm going to light a match each time and and, uh, just see how fire works and how it burns, okay? So here's your first one. 
The first house rule is this. Well, they're not in order. But the first house rule that I'm giving you is this. Bring others with us. Bring others with us. And this is what we're doing when we're telling people about Jesus. All right? Here's what, uh, here's what fire does. All right? Here's what fire does. I'm going to try not to burn anybody. Here's what fire does. Fire, passion. Fire attracts. Oh, I went out already. That sucks. <laughs> Stupid. Passion, fire, when it works, attracts people, right? It, it attracts people in. When we see it, man, these things suck. <laughs> Seriously. When fire is lit, it attracts people. This may not work as well as I wanted it to. There we go. It attracts people. If I were to turn off all the lights in this room, you guys would see this, right? We'd see bugs fly to this and attract. A fire attracts because it's warm. When it's cold outside, we want to get around it. It goes out again. Because it burns, right? And it's warm. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Matches are more fun, though. They just They smell better. So, anyway, you get the point. That was warm. I felt like it was going to burn my mustache or something. So, uh, fire, though, fire and passion. I just keep moving, that's why. Uh, fire, I'm not going to try it again. Fire and passion. Fire and passion. Man, it attracts. And it attracts people, right? When, when, we, when people see us passionate about something, they, they wonder what they're passionate about. And so when we choose to cultivate this passion for Jesus, choose to live and find out who he is and, and, and live into this passion that he gives us, people will, people will see that. People will notice that. And will bring others with us in that. There's two things that we do when we bring others with us. Two ways that we do this. And one is we invite people to come and see. Come and see. That's, that's the other fill-in on your outline. Psalm 66, 5 says, says, Come and see the wonders of God. His act for humanity are awe-inspiring. This is what we're doing. We're inviting people just to come and see. Guys, this isn't about inviting people to see. Come and, to, to say, come and, come and see how great this, this thing is, or great this person. It's about come and see how good Jesus is. This is what this is about. Come and see how good God is. That's what we're inviting people to do. To come and to see how good God is. You know, this is what the disciples did when Jesus first called them. You know, there's a, there's a passage in John, John chapter 1, where, where the disciples, they weren't disciples yet, but Jesus called them and, and, and they asked him, hey, hey, Jesus, where are you staying? And Jesus' response is, well, well, just come and see. Come and see. Come and be with me and find out. This is what he's inviting us to to do for others. And then, and then it says later on that, that Philip, Philip went and found Jesus and then he was like, I gotta go tell Nathaniel. And I gotta go tell Nathaniel. And so he went and he ran and he told Nathaniel and he said, Nathaniel, there's this guy Jesus and you gotta follow him, you gotta see him, you gotta find out what he's about. And Nathaniel says, well, well, he's from Nazareth. There's nothing good that can come out of Nazareth. It's like Clovis. I mean, nothing good comes out. I'm just kidding, right? But he says, but he says, nothing good can come out of Nazareth. And Philip says, well, come and see. Come and see. This is what we're inviting people to do, is to come and to see how good Jesus is. To come and to see what he's about. And the next thing is this, is we go and we tell. Go and tell. 
And this is a command from Jesus. This is Jesus' command as us, as people who are following him. If we've chosen to follow him, this is something he's commanded us to do. Matthew 28, verse 19, it says this. It says, go. Go, therefore. He says, go and make disciples of all nations. Go and make disciples. Go and tell people about me. He says, go and tell people how good he is. Go and share Jesus' story. Go share the gospel. Go share your story. He says, make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe everything I've commanded you. And he says, remember, remember, I am with you always. As we, can, we can't pretend that this is easy. It's not. It's hard, it's uncomfortable, it's difficult. But Jesus says, I'm with you. Jesus says, I'll give you the words that you need when the time comes. And he says, I'm with you always, wherever you go. And so passion, though it didn't work, passion and fire attracts. As passion grows, we can't help but bring others along with us. The next thing is this. We look to learn. Look to learn. We look to hold it sideways. All right, I'll try it. We look to learn. We'll see if it works better. It doesn't need to burn the whole time. Here's the thing. Passion and fire, it, it burns through things. Can, can we agree that fire will burn through things? Like if I were to come up and like touch it to your nose, like we could just pierce your nose real quick or something. I don't think it would burn through your nose. But if I were to put it like through, like through here, I think it would burn through my shirt. Yeah, should we try it? I'm just kidding. Uh, it went out. But pa- passion burns through the lies of the world. And so when we choose to be passionate and we choose to grow in desire for Jesus and, and grow in passion for him and see what he's about and who he is, it burns through the lies of the world. Man, our, our world is full of lies. But when we pursue Jesus and learn about who God is, his promises take place of those lies. And so we're called to show others this truth, the truth about his promises. And when we burn for if passion for him, we can show others the truth about who he is. And so we look to learn. John 15, 5 says this, I am the vine, you are the branches. He says, the one who remains in me and I in him produces much fruit. Because you can do, what does it say? You can do nothing without me. You can do nothing without me. And so we look to learn about who he is. We look to learn about what he's about and the way that he's gifted us and called us to live. And we look to learn about the promises and the way that he's faithful to those promises. It's not being passive. Not, being, not sitting back and thinking, I'll just, I'll just sit back and come to church and just listen and watch. No, it's looking to learn, seeking out how we can learn. Going and opening our Bible and seeing and reading the promises that God says in the Bible. And the way that he promises his people and fulfills those promises. And the way that he's faithful in every circumstance. We look to learn and grow in discipleship with him. That's the next thing. And this is how we're going to do it. This is how we're going to reach 300 people. The next thing is this. We, no one sits alone. No one sits alone. The other thing about fire, about passion, 
this thing sucks. There we go. It worked earlier. Passion and fire, it spreads. And sometimes it's devastating when fire spreads, right? I mean, we, we could just talk about the... It's going to burn my fingers. We could just talk about the, the fires that have happened in California and Australia. I mean, we could just talk about how much those things spread. Fire spreads. But, but like fire spreads, passion spreads for others. And as we choose, as we choose to walk in this passion for Jesus, as we choose to walk in this passion to, see, to help others see Jesus, that, that spreads and creates this culture where people feel loved and they feel like they belong. And that's what we want to create here. That's what we're about here. That when people walk in, they know this is a place that they belong. That no matter who they are, what they're walking from, or what they're walking into as they leave, that they belong here in God's family. Guys, you are a part of making that happen. When you see someone sitting alone, when you see someone walking in, man, you have a job to go and say, hey, would you come sit with me? Guys, you could be the Jesus that someone sees that day. Just by asking that simple question. Someone's eternity could be changed forever because you ask that simple question. Would you sit with me? No one sits alone. First Peter 4.9 says this, Be hospitable to one another without complaining. Choose to bring other people with you, to walk with them, to sit with them. They may be different, man, but bring them with you. So no one sits alone. The next thing is this, everyone contributes. Everyone contributes. There we go. Everyone contributes. Here's the thing about fire. How many of you guys like playing with fire? Like, let's just admit it, okay? I know it's not good, but like, let's just admit it for a second. We like playing with fire, right? I mean, it's kind of cool, right? But fire is kind of exciting, right? You guys get excited when you see fire? I do. Right? You see fireworks, you get excited. Why do we blow off fireworks at a football game or whatever at 4th of July? Because it's exciting. We're excited. We cheer for things. We get excited for those things. Passion is exciting. People see that and it's exciting. When passion grows, we can't help but be excited about serving others. About contributing to serving others. When we grow in our passion for Jesus and for others... Man, serving other people just comes naturally because it's, it's exciting. All of you have a gift that God has given you. And he calls you to serve people. And so as our passion grows, my, my hope and my prayer is that we could choose to live in that gift that he's given us. You have something to contribute. First Peter 4.10 says this, Just as each one of you has received a gift, use it to serve others as good stewards of the very grace of God. It's not being passive, not sitting back and, and just being a, a consumer, right? I said that earlier, not just being a consumer, not just sitting back and watching church happen in front of you. Man, but the Bible says that, that it's, he's called us to do something. Each of you has been called to do something. When we're passive, that's when the Bible says we're attacked. That's when the Bible, that's, the Bible says literally death will come when we're passive. 
And so everybody contributes. You all have something to contribute. We all have something to contribute to God's family. Passion excites. The last thing is this. Jesus is our focus. I got a bigger one for this one. Oh, yeah. I know. Because this is fun, right? Oh, yeah. See, that one burns good. I like that one. Yeah, we're going to see how long this one burns. Here's the thing. Hold it sideways. Anyway, you get the point. Here's the thing. Here's why I pull out a bigger one. Because when Jesus, I'm going to make sure it doesn't burn my fingers, so I've got to watch back and forth. When Jesus is our focus, when Jesus is our goal, our passion never runs out. This thing's going to run out. It might be bigger, but this is going to run out. It might last a little bit longer, but it's going to stop at some point. When Jesus is our passion, nothing can stop us. See, fire and passion, fire and passion bring people together. Right? I was at, uh, I'm going to put this out so I don't burn myself. I was at, uh, I was ca- we were camping a couple weeks ago. And, and when you're camping, you, you know, you put a fire together and you put a campfire together because it's cold and it's dark. And so we, we start campfires when we're camping. And, and it was cold and it's dark. And what happens when you start a campfire and it's cold and dark? People come around, right? They come around, they gather around the fire, and they sit around the fire when there's like 30 people camping together, then it gets crazy, and people start fighting and arguing, but it's fun, right? We gather around the fire. It's, it's like this, this banner where people just gather and unite together. You know, the Bible talks about Jesus being our banner. And when I think of a banner, I think of this thing just in front of us that we hold up and say, this is our reason, this is our focus. And when Jesus is our reason, when Jesus is our focus, all of us are united together. We're different people, but we're united together. Isaiah says this, Isaiah eleven ten. it says, In that day the heir to David's throne, it's talking about Jesus. It's talking about Jesus when he comes. The heir to David's throne, Jesus, will be a banner of salvation to the world. The nations will rally to him. And the land where he lives will be a glorious place. Jesus is our banner. Jesus is our reason, and he's our focus. He's our rallying point. We can be united in him. And so when Jesus is our focus, our passion never runs out. When Jesus is our focus, and we're united in him. So here's the thing. Jesus, Jesus is our focus, and the gospel is our goal. And tonight... Tonight, I want to give each one of you, move these things off a little bit. Tonight, I want to give each one of you an opportunity. I want to give each one of you an opportunity to respond to the gospel. I just want, I want to share with you what the gospel is. I want to share with you what the good news is, what Jesus has done for you, and what that means. And then I want to give you a chance to respond. So, I'm going to draw a little picture, okay? If you can't see it, Sorry. You'll have to look at it later. Here's the thing. It starts with this. It starts with God's design. Okay? God's design. And we see God's design. We see God, that's really big. We see God's design in all kinds of things. We see God's design in, in, in everything that he's created. Right? The first five words of the Bible are in the beginning. In the beginning, God created. God is our creator. He created everything. Everything that we see, everything that we know, every person sitting around us, he created. And so we see his design in everything he created. 
If you look at a sunset and you think, oh my gosh, that's pretty. God designed it. God had a design for it. Right? You, you, you see someone do a kind act and you think, oh, that's great. God designed it. That's God's design. You, you have this feeling of joy. That's God's design. The Bible says that, that he has a way for us to live. A design for us to live. When, when we create something, we have a design for the way it should work. And so God has a design for the way you should live. But the problem is, the problem is a lot of us, all of us, don't live in that. All of us do the opposite. And the Bible has a word for this. And it's the word sin. When we don't live in God's design, it's called sin. And the Bible says that, that all of us, all of us have sinned. All of us has fallen short of God's design. Romans 3.23 says, for all, doesn't leave anybody out, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. All of us, me, you, your, your neighbor, your parents, your leader, everybody has fallen short of God's design. And because of sin, we see this. We see brokenness. Well, you will. Brokenness has two ends, yeah? We see brokenness. We see brokenness in our world. And guys, the the sad thing is, I don't have to go very far. I don't have to explain much. I don't have to give very many examples of brokenness in our world. Watch the news for five minutes. You'll, You'll see. You know it. You felt it. Some of you are living in brokenness right now. Broken relationships, broken families. Man, we see the corruption of the world, the the starvation and and poverty. This is a result of sin. A lot of us are are living in this brokenness. The thing is, when something's broken, what do we want to do? Fix it. We want to fix it. And so what we try to do is we try to fix it. We try to do everything that we can to fix our own brokenness. We fill our brokenness with, with the things of this world. We fill our brokenness with another relationship. We fill our brokenness with, with drinking and with drugs and with partying. We fill our brokenness with, with sports. We fill our brokenness with pride. We fill our brokenness with, with anything that will give us just a glimpse of a feeling that feels good. And it feels good for just a second, but then it's fleeting and it's gone. And so we try to fix it. We do everything we can. But the problem is, is that the, the more we try to fix it, the further and further away we are from God's design. We can't do it on our own. This is where the gospel comes in. The gospel literally means good news. Gospel means good news. And the good news is this, that Jesus, Jesus came down, lived a perfect life. Jesus came down and lived a perfect life, did some incredible miracles, go read about him. It was awesome. Didn't sin, lived God's design out perfectly. And then he took on our punishment on the cross. He was tortured, and he died for you and for me. It's a punishment that that we deserve. And Jesus took that for himself because he loves you so much. And the good news is that Jesus rose again three days later, defeating death, defeating sin, 
so that you can have a relationship with him. And so that you can live into God's design the way that he's designed you to live. Guys, this is the greatest act of love. Romans 5.8 says, says, God proves his love for us. And that while we were still sinners, while we were running from him, while we're trying to do it on our own, running in our own brokenness, trying to fill it with something that would help me just feel good for just a second. While we're running from him, he's running toward us. And he died for us. And he says, all you have to do is turn around. We might be running further and further away from God's design, but he's running after us. And what we have to do is repent and believe. And what repent means is literally just to turn around. Repent means just to a 180. To stop running. To stop living in sin. To say, God, I'm sorry, I've messed up. I'm broken. And I need you. To turn around and turn toward him. And believe that what he did for you is true. That Jesus is God's son. The Bible says that, that for, for whoever believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. You get to live with him in eternal life when you choose to turn around and say, I need you. The Bible says that, that, that when we confess, when we turn from our sin, he is faithful is just to forgive us and it goes on not just to say he forgives us but he but he cleanses us he cleanses us he takes on our sin and so that when god sees us he no longer sees a broken sinner he sees a perfect righteous person we now have the righteousness of jesus because of what he's done on the cross because of the fact that he defeated death and he defeated sin and so we repent and we believe And the last thing that we do is we recover and pursue. And we pursue God's design. Because the truth is, we're going to mess up. We're broken people. But what we do is we choose to pursue God's design in every aspect of our life. We choose to to seek out the way that he's designed for us to live. And we choose to believe what he's done for us. Because if, if, if I were to ask you where you find yourself on this drawing tonight, I'm convinced that many of us would, would say that we're living in brokenness. That many of us are living in these little squiggly lines trying to do it on our own. Trying to fix our own brokenness. And it's only leaving us feeling lonely and hurt broken but guys you don't have to live in that anymore Jesus died for you and he rose again for you defeating death defeating that feeling defeating that that brokenness that you're facing he took that punishment so you don't have to all you have to do is repent and believe choose to turn and walk with him And so tonight, I want to invite you to do that. I want to invite you to choose to walk with him. 
if tonight, man, you, you are, find yourself living in brokenness and sin, in just a second, I, I want to invite you just to, just to stand and declare that I am going to live for Jesus. It doesn't matter who you are. I don't care who you are. I don't care what you've done. I don't care where you come from. I don't care if this is your first time here in the name of Jesus or if this is your hundredth time here in this gospel. I don't even care. What I want you to do tonight, man, if, if you find, find yourself living in brokenness, tonight, change that. Turn around and walk with him. He's calling you. The Bible says, man, I stand, he stands at the door and knocks. All you have to do is open the door and come and sit with him. And, he and so tonight, if you find yourself there, I'm going to count to three. And if you would just, if you would just stand, and if you would just stand and declare that you're making that decision tonight, and then, and then what we're going to do, man, the Bible says, I said it earlier, the Bible says that, that when one person chooses to follow Jesus, that heaven breaks out in a party. And so we're going to party. We're going to celebrate together. That, that decision that you've made is the best decision in your life. And so we're going to clap, we're going to scream, we're going to holler, we're going to whatever. Because that is the best decision ever that you can make. And we're going to celebrate as God's family together. So, if that's you tonight, if you want to make that decision to choose to follow Jesus, to start that relationship with him tonight, or to choose to turn from sin and walk with him, would you stand up and declare that? Ready? One, two, three. Amen, man. So, so cool. Man. That's awesome. Hey, stay standing for just a second. Stay standing for just a second. Man, that is the best decision that you will ever make in your life. To choose to follow Jesus. Gosh, and I love that we get to celebrate as God's family. So here's what we're going to do. I'm going to pray for you guys. I want to pray for you that are standing, for those sitting still. And then after I pray, we're going to sing again. And, and if you're standing tonight, if you've made that decision tonight, I want you to find a leader. I want you to talk with someone and pray with someone. We just want to pray with you. We want to talk to you about that decision. And then we're going to ask, we're going to give you a card and, and you're going to come up and Stick that to the 300, man. You're going to declare that Jesus, that you are a part of God's family. And we're going to celebrate together. All right? Let's pray. Jesus, thank you so much for how good you are. God, thank you for the fact that you've saved us, that you've called us to walk with you. God, God we praise you and we're in awe of how good you are. Thank you for these people that are standing, God. Thank you for these people who, who have chosen to make the decision to follow you. God, we pray that this, from this point forward, their life would be changed, that, that, that you would choose to take their brokenness and, and heal them. God, thank you that we can walk with you. Would this be the start, man, of just some incredible things, God, that, that you're going to do in this next year. God, we love you and we surrender everything to you.